There's some verbs in this house. 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 There's some verbs. Cause you fucking with some broke ass bitches. Hello, everybody. Hello, Babs. You got your host here. My name is K Mofo. It's the butcher. And we have a very amazing, awesome guest tonight. Sophia, would you introduce yourself? <laughs> well, hi, my name is Sophia. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm my gosh. Really? I was saying the wrong name, too. I apologize. It's okay. A lot of people think that. Sophia. Lot, yeah. <laughs> oh, my it's okay. God. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We've talked multiple times. <laughs> It's okay. I know it, a lot of people say that, but <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we got this cleared up right here, right now. We got our sure. special guest, Sophia. <laughs> Introduce yourself. You do so many amazing things. I just had a small chat with her because I didn't want her to explain everything and then have to come on and re-explain yeah. everything again. So. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Sophia. Um, I'm so happy to be here, by the way. I'm so, so happy to be here. Um, and I have started a company, I should say, more like a community. Um, it's not just a clothing brand, but I did have start a business called Blended Cultures. And it is um, exactly what it sounds like. It's Blended Cultures. It's like a bunch of, of different race, nationality, cultures coming into one. Um, and just overlooking the whole color and race thing because I I want to build like a community of, of, of people to where we're like whether you come whether you're a foster child, whether you're adopted, whether you grow up with biracial parents or or you're biracial and then your parents it just like, you know, we don't want to um see people by color. We want to judge people by energy, by integrity, by character. And that's what we want to do and that's it. So we want to come to a place where uh, we all could just look, overlook the stuff that a lot of us uh, have experienced, which is like family curses that got passed down to us, old school traditions that got passed down to us. And a lot of it is ignorance. So we want to be that generation that's like, listen, I'm not judging nobody based on what y'all think I should judge them. I won't be judging based on how they treat me, how they are as a person. And that's it. So Blended Cultures grew from that. And it was born uh, twenty twenty. And then we're expanding to a lot of things. We have a nonprofit and everything. So, yeah. Damn. Still a lot of songs time. <laughs> That's, that is a lot. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and what really, you know, obviously someone who's having those type of views, I'm intrigued. Yeah. What like, was the inspiration? Like, what was the, like, passion that moved you to go in to do this? Um, well, I was a foster child myself. I was a foster kid, and I had a lot of different parents from different na- backgrounds and nationalities. So um, it it would suck going to school, and then my foster parents be white and super white. Like I mean, like Trump supporter, American flag, whiskey, like hated Obama, big American flag outside. And he loves sports and loves war. He was a, a vet from Vietnam War and super, super like all American man. And then I had my his wife that was Chicana, 
Latina, dark hair, spoke Spanish. And I'm like, how do y'all even? <laughs> yeah, wait, <laughs> you know, I have how... questions. Yeah. How? Like they were, they were happily married. Uh, well, he was in the um, Viet, so he was a uh, vet from Vietnam. So he was um, in the army, and she was single uh, mom that was left in an abusive relationship. So he kind of just swept her off her feet. Got it. And then, um, well, after that happened, um, you know, I guess they got married. They got together. Decided to have. They were already elderly. They didn't too. How you say, too seasoned to have um, kids, so they decided to be foster parents. And then um, when we were in foster ca- uh, foster care, we had a lot of different foster parents. Um, so I got to be a lot of different schools. I went to like I went to like four middle schools, five high schools. Like I was in so many schools, I was never um, stable really. So I got to meet. I went to schools or like in a suburban area where like there's more white folks. And then we go went to a school, uh, school where it's like low income. That's, that's you know, the, what they call the ghetto and all. So I lived everywhere, middle class. I've been everywhere. So I got to experience and, and see different um, cultures and race. And I kind of just learned to vibe with everybody. Learned to just uh, like a chameleon, just kind of wherever I'm at, just blend in there. And um, that inspired me for sure um, to be, um, to try to get people like the unity thing. I love that. I love unity. I love cultures. I love going to, um, to a store like an African shop and, you know, they have all these different soaps and lotions. And I love going to Jamaican spots, Ethiopian. Like I love all that stuff. I love racing culture. I love music and stuff like that. So, um, that's what got me to, I think that it grew from that. Like that's the stem, that's the root of things is just, where life took me and I got to meet different people. And then to me, racism is like rare to me. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, how can you be racist? Like these people are cool. So I want to make blended cultures, uh, almost a community where the generation after us looks at it. Like what's racism? Cause they don't really know. Cause they just grew up like, knowing about and educated about other con- other countries and religions. So um, that's really where all that stems from is culture, culture and, um, and people that that's what, um, that's where the drive comes. The motivation comes is from the people. They inspire me. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, uh, I love what you said about unity and just, I think that, it's really incredible that you wanted to start your brand, Blended Cultures, in such an ununified time in our country. And it just feels ununified. Like, nobody's really, it doesn't seem like anybody's really fucking with each other. But the fact that you can, like, see the, like, there is unity, like, and you are, like, branding that and bringing that to people. It's and, hard. like, getting that consciousness out and... That is, that is hard, but it's like good work to do. And um, you also mentioned that you have a nonprofit. What? Yeah. Ah. Um, I have run a nonprofit um, and I'm going to eventually expand to a complete own, but we partner with uh, this nonprofit called um, It Takes a Village. 
And for mm. them, as it takes a village and blended cultures, we we um, come together. And then every year, we try to do something for everything. Like school started, we had a um, back to school. We had like a backpack giveaway with school supplies full of them in it. And we didn't think people would come. It was at the Aurora Mall parking lot. We ran out the lot and at the Aurora Mall. And it was literally um, a bunch of trucks, food trucks. Um, and activities and stuff like that. And, you know, just vendors. Um, and then in the middle, we had a big old line of parents with their kids. And uh, it was hard because some parents, some parents had like three or four kids. And so we we're like, ah, you know, they'd be like, we can only allow one per family or two per family. And I'd be like, well, what about these kids? So mm. I was like, you know, we're like, we got to collab. You know, I was like, I want to, I want to help. And, and yeah, we just collaborated. And now it's like, we have more help now. So uh, we've given away backpacks already. We've uh, done, um, we went to Pueblo and we did one that's called uh, Help the Village and it's called a health fair. So we like um, had trainers, uh, fitness um, moguls, people that, that, you know, are into health and stuff. And even one was like a nurse and stuff. We were like um, dancing with the kids. We were talking about health. Of course, when you're talking about unity, you're talking about coming together and stuff. So we all just combined. So uh, the village, like I said, it takes a village. Um, it's all about the kids uh, and, and teens and then us as well. So we have, uh, now that we have collaborated a couple of times on the nonprofit, next year we are expanding to uh, making uh, more more about blended culture. So blended cultures is going to have, uh, we're going to have uh, dinners, um for all like one for all for for everybody but we're gonna i'm gonna cater mostly to me for the women um because i feel like um the stuff that i didn't get to learn in school like uh, write a, a resume you know what i'm saying how to how to uh dress for an interview what kind of questions to ask if you're nervous what to wear what not to wear which is really important just things that a lot of teenagers don't have because a lot of parents are not really most parents are overworked so they don't mm. even got time to really be there and teach their kids what they want to teach. They leave it up to teachers. Well, teachers right now, we don't got that. So what do the kids do? You know what I mean? They ain't got no guidance. So having the nonprofit, I'm going to cater to more to, I feel like I worked a lot with the kids this year. So next year I want to do more for teens and, and, uh, and young adults and about just teach them about even stuff like drinking and driving, things like that, that we don't talk about credit. Things that we oh sis if you know what I'm saying huh, have dinners. Why do we, we need to have brunches of, yeah. of when you have brunches and sit there and exchange information, exchange connections, mm. and and get together and have a a, a business dinner where all, you know what I'm saying we sit there and just talk business. How everyone exchanges information. So I want to get into that more next year. Um, but that's the nonprofit we're working on. We're going to throw the biggest blended culture party ever once the world opens back up. Like. Hey. I mean, we're already thinking about like the biggest venues, yeah. clubs to throw the biggest like unity party. We're going to call it unity party. And it's just mm. going to be like everyone dressed like your ancestors and meet mm. us all at this spot. We're about to have a powwow. Yeah. So that's that's the nonprofit we're working on now. But we're always going to keep working with the kids for sure. You know what I mean? I'm new to it. I, this is my first yeah. nonprofit. I'm new to Ugh. this stuff. So I'm, I'm just glad that they even want blended cultures to be a part of that. You got to start somewhere. And honestly, the fact that you have been so involved that another nonprofit is seeing 
what you can bring, your ideas, your community, and they want to work with you and be a part of that, that shows a lot about what you are doing for your community. Thank you. And we're fucking here for it. Like, (laughs) seriously, let us know. We will be there because this is how you make change. It's those conversations. It's sharing the information. It's sitting down with people of different cultures who may have grown up with different even different neighborhoods in Denver. You know what I mean? Like, were your parents working nonstop? Are your parents in Cherry Hills? Like, you need all of these different communities to sit down and be like, how do we, how do we get this for everyone? Like, exactly. And it's, and it's a really uncomfortable conversation because <clears throat> with people when I mention blended cultures, because as much as the motive and the intention is great, a lot of people are still, oh, they got brought up a certain way. They was taught how to hate. They was taught about, you know, how to judge people by what they look like or where they come from. So um, it's not just about, oh, let's all get together, sing Kumbaya. No, it's this, let's mm. educate the people that are ignorant. We can't bash them. They don't know no better. We got to be the ones that be like, you know, I, I just want <clears throat> blended cultures. When you see somebody that's in blended cultures community, I don't want to be the stereotype. I want, even if someone's like, I hate what you do. I've had somebody already tell me, I hate what you do. I think what you're doing is going to mess things up. And it's just like, you're going to get somebody killed. We don't, don't, we don't, we, everyone, you know, everyone's so, everyone likes to stick to their, their race, their kind, because they're comfortable. That's what they know. And if they, they outside their race, they get looked at a certain way, they get judged. And it's kind of like, um, I want it to be like, sit there with somebody that's like, doesn't okay with it and be like, well, what is it about me that you think that is bad? What was you, what was you taught? What did they tell you? Cause whatever it is, just hang out. You, we're not what you think it is. You know what I mean? Everyone's stereotyped. So when I have people like, well, yeah, well, these certain people don't like us. They don't mess with us. And and I was like, well, you gotta be the reason they'd be like, not all of them are the same. Mm-hmm. We can't hate at them because they don't know. They don't know no better. They're ignorant. That's what ignorance is. They don't know. We can't really be mad. We all just could do is be like, show them like, hey, whenever you want to get out your high horse, whenever you want to get out your the hate you living in, come join the party. That's how I want the vibe to be all the time. It's like a kind of like we don't hate you even if you hate us. That's the vibe. Yeah, that's plenty of cultures. We're like we're not tripping with you we don't have no issues with you we don't know it don't matter who you believe in you could believe in buddha you can believe in whatever you want you can believe in aliens that's fine we, just, we don't have to be assholes to each other though you know that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly i love the ignorance that you talk about because it's true that's really what it is people are scared they don't know they're just living off of these biases that have been like passed down from generation to generation and it's not even true. Like, I'll be honest with you, where I grew up, it was rural Michigan. So I'm talking farmlands and I'm talking a lot of white people. <laughs> like, so when I was in college, I dated someone that was from Guatemala. And, <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. and I would roll up to events and I'm the only white person in people don't even speak English. Like, you know what I mean? And that was very humbling for me because I was like, first of all, wow, all of these things that I've been like told, cause you watch the news and, or even on the travel advisories, it's like, 
don't visit Mexico. Like, don't visit Guatemala. Like, it's very dangerous. If you go there, you're going to be trafficked. And so, you know, like, then going and hanging out with people from that culture, I'm like, these people are nice as fuck. First of all, every <laughs> time I come over, yeah, first of all, every time I come over, they give me food. Like, so kind. And even when I went to Guatemala, like, I speak very little Spanish, and everyone was um, so it was amazing. Like it was amazing. And I never, from my upbringing, I never would have been able to experience that literally ever because that was not the people in my community or I had thought. But then once you go into different sectors, I was like, damn, like Grand Rapids where I live, that's a diverse place. We have people from all over. Like my dad was the same though. I, that's why I speak on it. And I'm very open about it. My dad, was the very typical Mexican man, stick to you kind, don't date outside your race. If you are, you're disappointed. You know, he's a very, um, you know, he's shamed me pretty much before and was like, you're a disgrace to the family when I did outside my race. He was so hard on me on that. I couldn't even have friends outside my race. But then it was only him because the way, because my parents are from Mexico. So he's just speaking of what he got taught down. So when I was over here, I'm like, but what's wrong? I don't get it. I was confused for a long time. Like, I don't understand. Like, what did I do wrong? You know what I mean? I couldn't date. I saw my race. Um, and then when I got to that age where I could, you know, I went out, uh, you know, hey. and I was like, yo, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm, like, I'm free. And it's nothing towards my race. It's just kind of like, you know, I was forced. And I was like, I felt like almost to where... I'm assuming because, you know, I can't say that I know how that feels. But, you know, how sometimes people uh, in other countries, they force you to they choose your husband for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt. I was like, why is why do you get to tell me what I love? I don't want to love that person. I don't care if they have my skin color. I don't care if they, you know. And because my dad was like that, it, it made me more interested in them. And, and and when I say them as anybody outside my race, it made me I'm interested in everybody else like. As soon as my dad leaves, we're going to go hang out. Yeah. You know, and I just was not in me uh, to be that way. And I feel like um, as, as first generation here, I felt a lot of pressure because a lot of I was disappointing a lot of people. And for a minute, I lost. I was like I said, they would I was looked like uh, I ruined the family. And what? 10 years later, 20 years. Oh, no, not 50. No. I would say like 10 to 15 years later, little by little, I'm starting to see some of my the people in my family change. You know what I mean? Where I'd be like, why can't you bring your friends here? I'd be like, no. No, tell them to come. And I'm like, hmm. You know what I mean? Like suspect, like, nah, because I don't need you to look. Nah, I don't need you judging my friends. No. And then they'll come and be like, hi, nice to meet you. And I'd be like, Hmm. But then I started noticing, like, no, it's not fake. They just I have I've I've um, given my family and those around me that safe spot that I talked about, where it's like, no, it's okay. Like this is this is normal. What what you bros brought up, what we were taught, that's not normal. That's not normal. That is, that's what's taught. So um, since my dad was like that, I understand it. And I feel like there's there's that in every family. I feel like every family in every race has those. Very old school uh, folks that's like, stick to your kind and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that because you can. I, I'm all for uh, 
black on black love, white on white, whatever. I'm all for all that. But if somebody decides to date outside, as I'm saying, it, that shouldn't be taboo. It should be okay, too. That, like, you can't, you know, that's where we come in. So um, I love, I love the way that God used me to kind of took me through all that. And I had to be the one to take it for the team to now I get it. Now I get it. Now I understand why I experienced what I experienced. Mm. And I'm glad I did. I'm really glad I did. Using experiences that you go through to fuel yourself. That's a fucking, that's it. Yeah. Like, that is it. That's when you know you have life figured out. Because you're like, that's fine. Like, not every day can be good. Like, I went through shit. I'm going to go through shit again. But what's it going to teach me? Like, where, what am I going to learn? Also, you don't know, like, who's really going to hear your message. Like, I'm hearing you. And I grew up in, like, a really mixed family. But, like, still, I, I like, have, like... I don't know the right word. I have just like, I'm reserved about dating outside of my race, even Uh, though like my family is really mixed. um, It's still something that's like a taboo thing, like for me to explore. So I think that that's beautiful. You took one for the team. (laughs) Yeah. And my son is like, my son is full Mexican. So it's not like I purposely go. I'm just saying is, if if the, my God places a, a man in my life that so happens to be black, white, Korean, whatever, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. And if y'all not okay mm-hmm. with it, don't invite me to the parties hey. because, you know what I'm saying, that's <laughs> how it is. That's how it has to be. And it's kind of like, I'm not saying that, uh, that what, you got to change your ways or you got to change your ways. I'm just saying if you want to be part of this, you can't bring that over here. Right. We don't do that over here because there's a lot of people that we meet that seem like super cool and have it all together but in real life they're assholes mm. you know what i mean so it's like yeah y'all want to judge people by how they look what if that person just woke up what if they just like me when we just want to go outside and go get the mail or something and they you judge you off the spot like it's like why are we judging people like that you know how you know how rare it is nowadays to find people that are really genuine and real honest people nowadays if they're not they don't want nothing from you unless you could do something for them Mm. That's really how people are. So why why are we judging people so much about how they look? Judging about how they are. You know how to treat people. Watch how they treat others. Watch how they treat the janitors, the, the waitresses. That's what matters. That's all I think that should matter. But again, there's always going to be people that um, are going to stick to what they know because they're afraid of the unknown. And I was like that. I was like that. But that's just because that's what I was installed in my brain for so long. And I thought that was normal, like I said. Then when I went to school and hang out with people, I was outside my race and I saw how cool they are. When I went back home, I'm like, I don't get it. Why are they being like, what is it? I, is, do this person or this race have something in their race that I don't know about that I have to grow up and experience? This is what? And then I grew up and it's like, nah, everybody has that in every family, in every race. They all have those people that were like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> But nobody likes to talk about it because they feel like a shame. I talk about it because it's like it's real. Everyone does it. I'm just honest about mine. That's so what I, I put my daddy on. You got to talk about it. Like, there's. I feel like that's everybody like knows that it's there, but nobody wants to talk about it. It's and like an elephant. It's yeah, it really is, and like, 
I think also that's like what divides us is because we know it's there. Nobody wants to talk about it, but that's like we can't connect and like relate to other people when we don't hear them because they don't want to talk about it. So um, you are dabbling in a lot of things. What are like the biggest challenges that you have like faced or like the hardest things that you didn't know that were going to, I guess, like, what did you have to Um, overcome? I felt um, one of the main ones that I felt like that that was told, but didn't really click in until it happened, was that you're going to lose a lot of friends um, on the way Mm -hmm. to success. I didn't think that Mm -hmm. because I would think like, Nah, I ain't gonna lose them. They're my, they're my homies. They're my people. They're, nah, 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 nah. And then I learned quickly, very fast, that this doesn't happen. Because when you start uh, making moves, when you start getting a little bit of money in your pocket, when you start making just anything that is making you a little better, people feel entitled and they feel like, well, why can I? I done this and I done that. And then, then, then you start noticing that people have been doing this whole time because they wanted to get something out of it in the long run. It was never really from the heart. So I learned um, one of the hardest things from this was having to let go of a lot of things that I felt kept me normal, I guess. Like just hanging out with my friends or, um, you know, linking up and just hanging out. I don't really do that anymore. It's rare that I do because um, most of the time it's like uh, when I hang out with people, they don't have the same vision. And it's sad because these are people you probably grew up with or that you're really close with or you get along great, but they don't have ambition. They don't want to leave the city. They don't want to leave their home. They don't want to get off Section 8. They don't want to stop having food stuff. They want to stay there because that's what they know. And when you're trying to pitch them like, listen, we can make it to Hollywood. We could do this. And they're like, nah, I realize that those type of people will drag you down and you cannot you cannot surround yourself with people who are doing I feel, or or not doing less than you, but don't want to succeed. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I believe that you, to, in order to be a winner, you got to surround yourself with winners. So mm-hmm. I always try to be the dumbest person in the room because I, I be like, I can't be, a, I can't be the smartest person in the room. I ain't learning nothing. I'm, you know, I can't do that. So the hardest thing for sure is sometimes is the lonely nights. It's the, where everybody's on Snapchat, hanging out, partying, but you're at home editing, you're at home writing down ideas. That's probably hard because uh, you don't want to get rid of that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's easy. Um, so it's really hard because you do feel like a loner. You do feel like you're missing out on the world. But then later on, after the parties are over and things happen, you realize how far you got in on your on your dream and on, on you know, your LSC, on your business. And then you were like, I'm good. I'm good. So when you're on the right path, it is going to feel lonely. You know, tell that to all the listeners that if you are on um you have a dream and you're going in the right direction and it feels like you're lonely, you're going in, you're going in the right path because that's what happens when you're going, when you're dedicating, you're, you're, you have a tunnel vision, you're focused, it's going to seem like people just fall off for some reason. Uh, and it's not God removing uh, people out of your life because it's just sometimes you don't know what is being said when you're not around. So God just simply is removing for you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the people that are going to have your back, they're going to stick they're going to stick around no matter what. No matter how much money you make, where you move, they're always going to keep in contact because they genuinely cared about you as a person. But other than that, um, don't, don't, get too, don't get too comfortable with having a group of friends to take with you to the top 
you gotta get up there yourself first and then you can help everyone else after so that's the hard part the loneliness the missing out on stuff partying sometimes i miss it i ain't gonna lie sometimes so with what you just said have you noticed people that you wouldn't have expect come out of the woodworks and be a ride or die for blended cultures like yeah i did mm -hmm. i have had experience with um people that don't even like a photo don't even share not comment nothing would come out like you see them in person like, yeah, man, I see you doing your thing. I'm proud of you. And I'd be like, I've never, ever seen you share like nothing. I never heard from you. But they swear up and down because they might see you from high school. They might see you from middle school. And because they see you and they know that person that they met years ago, they still feel like they, they know you. And it's kind of, nah, I'm not the same person I was yesterday. You may think you know me. I wasn't even the person I was when you met me. So I'm always evolving. So it's like you met that person. Like, I'm still me, but I'm new now. I'm not, I don't do what I do. So, yeah, you meet people all the time. I, um, I'll see people all the time that kind of make you feel like they're your best friend. It's kind of like, I, I, I hardly see you. I What's my favorite color? <laughs> you know, it's like what? But I don't, I don't be a jerk about it. I just kind of play it off, like, yeah, nice to see you. I remember you, and they just keep it going. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't. I've learned. I learned this year not to be calling people out, cause then I'm just gonna be calling people out all, all day, every day. Mm. Like calling people out for not for like switching up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I learned this year. I, I it was to get my. It used to get to me when I'd be like. How these people act like you support me? You never supported me. You just supported me because you saw that I I made this much, or you saw that I, I'm about to be here, or you saw me with this celebrity. You you know, and I I learned to stop calling people out like that because um, at the end of the day, it might look like they're just trying to kiss butt, but it, they might be really inspired. They might really be inspired, and I might just take it the wrong way because it's like you've never been there. I can't do that. I can't be in my feelings like that no more. I gotta just only focus on the people that really support me. Mm -hmm. So if you just support me today and today only, thank you for supporting me only today and today only. But when you don't support me, I don't have to call you out on it. It's okay. So that's what I learned this year too. I just can't can't worry about people who are not supporting me because that's the first thing I did when I when I got my LLC when I started my business is like. You're not supporting me. This person not supporting me. This person ain't share nothing. And I was bummed out. But that's because I was ha having expectations for them so high. And when they didn't meet those expectations, I would get disappointed. I'd be like, so who's really dumb? Me or them? Because they didn't tell me, Sophia, I'm going to be for you every day. I'm going to share and like and comment. They didn't say that. I thought that they would do that. I assumed that they were going to do that because that's what I would do for them. You know, fucking so. preach. Yeah. Oh, dude, we, we needed that. Yeah, we yeah. did. We're we just that. going through this. And last week having conversations about just we were feeling kind of bummed, like, damn, like, where the fuck are people? Yeah. Right. But, like, we're, we were really man? in our feels about, like, yeah. the focusing on the not supporting part. Me, too. Because I was like, like, it's it's it really like, hits a spot yes. in there. Like, you're like, mm. Because like you said, it's what you would do for them. But you know what? That's where, like, I'm going to just... I yeah. am a real one. So that's yeah. right. Not everyone yeah. is a fucking real one. Yeah, like, that's what we do no, in our lives. Yeah. We, we, we get disappointed when we see... we. 
we see that our loved ones, the people we care about, don't do for us what we do to them. And it's like, baby girl, that's because they don't have your heart. That's why you are who you are. That's why you got blessed. That's why you started your business. That's why they struggling. You're not because you have the heart that you do. And when I realized that it saved me so much headache, I stopped, mm-hmm. I stopped putting so much pressure on people. I really like, I went from noticing like, oh my God, I only have one life today. And I just kept attracting a little bit of support. Because I was focused on what I didn't want. And then when I was like, okay, let me, okay, well, thank you, that one person that like, I would comment on that one comment and say, thank you. And then more people would like comment and I would thank you. And then then now it's to the point where, oh, since I focus only on the people that support me, that's all I see is people that support me. I don't see nobody else anymore because it took too much energy. Come on now. Come on now. I feel like I'm at church. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucking preaching. Yes. Yeah, that... There's something definitely to be said for focusing on, like, that one person, that one, like, whatever it is. Like, there's this quote. I don't know if I was telling you this, but it's, like, what resists persists. Like, if you're, like, resisting something, like, it's going to happen more and more. Like, so I truly believe that. And, like. More people will support you when you struggle than when you're making it. Yeah. Especially if they see that they're not part of the success, they're not going to support because they're like, why am I going to add an extra like you already got 100 likes. You don't need my life. That's hate. That's jealousy. Mm-hmm. But I guess like the cool thing is, is like once you like make it like and you have that mindset, you're not like looking down on anybody like you're like. I was telling the, my family the day. 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 Like, I was no. like, expect that to happen. It's going to happen once we blow up. Once they see how successful we get, people are going to act like they've been there the whole time. Mm. And all you got to do is, is in that moment, go with that and act like you did. It's okay. Give, they want that photo. Give them that photo. They want to put you on snap. Put it on snap. But you know, leaving, who really was there? Yeah, you know. And you and know that's, that. that's the most valuable thing. And you know what? Oh, I, I love this because it's really, it's about sitting with yourself and being okay with yourself. Like it sounds like, like you have gotten to the point where you know what you fucking bring to the table. You know, the culture you're trying to create and you're totally living and embodying that. Like I can feel your good vibes. Like I understand why your stuff is taking off because it's you, you know what I mean? You are here. You're like, I'm going to be successful. No one is going to stop me at being successful. If you want to come join the party, like, hey, the Babs are coming to join this fucking party. <laughs> Babs is <laughs> Babs are in the house. <laughs> um, so you did talk about one of your challenges, but I for sure want to know what was like the greatest blessing, your biggest lesson, whatever, like the most positive, happy moment that came out of this year and all the things that you've been working The biggest on. for 2020? that I'm probably going to regret even when I really make it still regret is how much I doubted myself because I be like, I, when I, now that I, now that I'm getting started, just started, I ain't even reached my, my peak, but now that I started, I realized what was holding, why was I, why was I taking so long to get started? I was making so many excuses for myself. I was just like, no, I can't because you know, I got to get my thing registered and that cause. And then, the, oh my God. And I, and I was just like, bro, it took me 10 minutes to get my LLC. What was I thinking? You know what I mean? Or it took me 20 minutes to do research. It, you know what I mean? And uh, it took me um, one sample to make one sketch, send it in, had it done and be like, wow, 
my drawing came to live. And it's kind of like, yeah, if I would have just started a long time ago. So I really feel like this year taught me so much that I underestimated myself. And it's really true that when you don't take yourself serious, nobody else does. Mm. You got to, when you start, you just... You, you don't even, you don't even have to get one like, zero like nothing. It's really had to do with yourself. When you really start, can we cuss? Oh, hell when yeah. When you start <laughs> fucking with yourself, when you fuck with yourself heavy, people start fucking with you back. You know what I mean? But when the more you focus on who's not fucking with you, you're not going to get anywhere. So this year taught me that I, uh, most importantly, is to stop doubting myself. And when I have a thought just to make it happen and I cannot be afraid of mistakes because there's really no such thing as mistakes if you think about it. There's just all lessons. There's only mistakes if you keep doing it like more than two or three times. Now you're in really, literally insane. But other than that, there's really no such thing as mistakes. So I feel this year taught me so much is to stop doubting myself. And when I have something, just do it because we're limited. Nowadays, people don't even make it past 60 years old. I'm pushing 30. So I got 30 more years to do whatever I need to do as I tell myself because it's like a, um, I feel like I wasted a lot of time doubting, a lot of time comparing, a lot of time. Nah, I don't got that. I don't got that. I don't look like that. But uh, just got, just get started. Everything else happens. It's like if you believe in any higher power, any religion, doesn't matter. You don't have to be Christian or nothing like that. But if you believe in any higher power, you have no excuse because when you start worrying about how you're going to start your business, how you're going to do this, you start trying to play God because you're not going to know. Your job is not to how. That's where God comes in. That's where faith comes in. That's where religion comes in. They do the how. We do the when. We do the when. Whenever you get started, the universe will take you serious. Whenever you take yourself serious, then God will respond to your prayers. But you just keep praying and praying. It don't fall in your lap. Go get it. And they'll come. Everything where people are, well, if I start a business, how am I going to sell it? Start your business. That's it. How it comes later. When comes later. Uh, prices come later. I'll just start. Just start it. That's it. And I waited a long time for the right moment. There's no such thing as a right moment. You just got to start. So that, that's the big lesson this year. Just start. Start. Honestly, though, you learn. Some people go their whole lives and never learn that lesson. I know. So you still learn it in your youth. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's up. Yeah. You're about to make things happen. I can feel it. <laughs> I can you. No, I can you. feel it. Thank you. I think you guys Ugh. are doing well, too, because you guys give, you guys set the vibe for, for people to come. We're it's trying. Just like what you said, like, it just taking that first step and just being like, I <laughs> we out here. Here we go. <laughs> No. I don't know what's about to happen. I don't know if anything's about to happen, but we out here. And I'm shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, like, that's how we started, it's too. Been a, like, like we were saying, like, when we were just talking before this, like, we were at a barbecue and we're like, all right, let's do this podcast. And like four months later, here See? we fucking are. You would have waited. You wouldn't even have known. If you would have known. And it, the reason why we did it is because we had a phone call. And we were like, we're going to start a podcast, but if we're going to do this, we have to record this weekend because we know ourselves. We're like <laughs> yeah, no, procrastinating yeah. queens. Like if we didn't do it that weekend, it was never going to start. So we're at this party. We're at my friend's party. We literally go into the living room. Everyone's partying outside and we're like, all right, like we're going to record right now. And we, oh. it was kind of weird, but like also fun and yeah, a snowball yeah. effect. Yeah. But it's even just. Like taking that start, you shift your energy. You shift yeah. 
what you're doing in the universe. Like that little change, it instantly attracted things to us. Like instantly was like, okay, like you said, we wanted the opportunity. We took it. And then the universe is like, and here you go. <laughs> I've just been waiting for you to open. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bitch, we've been waiting. <laughs> I was waiting on your ass. I was ready to give you these blessings. You just didn't have your hand out, you know? Mm. That's some good so shit. True. Yeah, I'm, like, feeling inspired right now. I'm like, I don't know, I'm about to go write a book. Right. <laughs> it's like, there's That's a lot of things <laughs> I've been meaning to get started. Yeah. Let's start with that laundry pile in another room. Hey, hey. Oh, I got the same problem at home. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I think right now would be a great time to do our Beats Breakdown. So since we have a guest, I'm going to say your name correct this time because I'm, like, mortified no, that no, I was okay. fucking calling you by the wrong name. Okay. Um, so Sophia is going to tell you about our Artist of the Week. So Artist of the Week we got um, is uh, Trev Rich. Uh, if you are from Denver, Colorado, and you're listening, then you probably know who that is. And if you don't, um, you should look him up, do some research. He's super dope. Grammy nominated. I, I don't even, I can't even hype him up. I'm just going to let y'all listen. Uh, this is uh, Trev Rich, and it's called Lie A Lot, and it's uh, the new one that just dropped recently. Even though I know that I don't agree that women lie a lot, it's still a dope record, so let's just, just go play it. Yay. Let's go, Bria. What do you got to say? Spin that shit. Bitches lie a lot. Except when they tell me that I be fly a lot. Fuck niggas just can't take it no more. Niggas ain't fly, they just get dressed so they ain't nagging no more. About to raise up the score. All this Dior look like I ready to store. Trying to make it home, I'm making the floors. Bitches want strings attached, I know they feeling the boy. I ain't had that since the umbilical cord. Pull up on the fuck the rope. The coke, the coke is on fire. Hit the button, push the start, another button, see the sky. VVS is full of water. Before I tried, did my dirt all by my lonely, no witness, no alibi, bitch, so bad Even if she woo, I had to try, niggas talk, talk. even if it's true, I had to lie I be walking, circles around niggas, I don't advise Any niggas doing business like bitches ain't one of mine Went from paper plates to paper tags to custom tags Now it's custom bags, nigga, I'm on y'all ass Bitches wanna lay up, I'm beating it off the glass Now y'all gotta pay up, I got the blues, but I ain't sad Ay. Name a 10 in the city that I ain't bad Ay. Now out of them, name one of them with a bag with some ass, but you can't, nigga, cause I'm Big Bang Hank, nigga, like, hey, bitches lie a lot, except when they tell me that I be fly a lot, fuck niggas just can't take it no more, niggas ain't fly, they just get dressed so they ain't naked no more, all these niggas tryna clout chase board K, set it up, bitch, what that score say, I don't give a fuck what these whores say, all they really want is cash at board play, anyway, we the kings of the jungle, that's all I'm tryna say, you get movie clips, you come up to this lion's gate, they say you turned on them just so they got hide the hate. Knowing that they turned first like they had a right away. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Oh. Bitches lie a lot. <laughs> hey, man, do too, all right? I'm going to hop on this remix. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are here for that. Damn, I love those, like, little, like, pause, drop. Things. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know shit. I don't know how to talk about music. But th- that, part. <laughs> that part. If you guys do a remix, I'll lie a lot if I can get in the video. <laughs> I'll lie about everything. No, I'm just kidding. That, that song is out everywhere. So if you guys check it out, it's everywhere. Yeah. 
I don't know. That. I'm about to be listening to that a couple times on my way to work. Me too. I have <laughs> some- last album. I'm telling you, you I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite albums. Let's still listen to that. You'd be like, oh my god, I'd be like, bro, I love this song. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for sharing. I can't. That's going to be my fucking song at 2020 to all these whack ass hoes I be talking to. <laughs> like, la la. <laughs> that's yeah, my theme play song that. for that. Run those numbers up. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Well, we have this thing called a Babs moment. And originally, Babs stand for broke ass bitches, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was broke ass bitches. But then we decided that, yeah, we some broke ass bitches. But also, (laughs) we're some boss ass bitches, some beautiful ass bitches, any other B word ass bitch you can think of. Mm -hmm. And so, and we have some. We got some dudes that are some boss ass boys. We got some boy babs out here. So yes. we, it couldn't just be a broke ass bitch. We had to like remix. Right. Yeah. Mine. So, yes. What is your oh babs God. moment of the week? <laughs> my babs mo. Okay, it was a being me ass bitch. Like basically, this whole week I was just in my head for no fucking reason. Like. You said everything, Sophia, you said everything I needed to hear because I was focusing on negative things. I was, I don't know, I was just in my feels this week. It was not the best week for me, and I hate when I get like that. I could, I was like, ugh, I'm an energy sucker. Like, I didn't even want to be around myself, but to be honest with you, I'm feeling like I'm on my way to being a beautiful ass bitch. Um, I was a boss ass bitch because I moved all of my shit, like six hours worth of stuff out of my house to my new apartment on Sunday. Yeah, that's boss ass bitch mentality. Yeah, that took a lot. That took a lot of effort. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so those would be my Babs moments of the week. Who's next? I can go. All right. I'm going to say I was feeling like a boss-ass bitch because I, like, made up this charcuterie board, and it was fucking bomb as fuck. <laughs> it was bomb. And also, I just wanted to fucking sleep and rest this weekend, but I had a lot of shit to do, and I pushed through and did what the fuck I needed to do. So at the end, like... Monday morning, I woke up and I was like, I did everything I needed to do, even though I wanted to call and cancel and just be that bitch. But instead, I chose to be a boss ass bitch. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> I said, mine would be, mine would have to be uh, the day before yesterday. It was that photo shoot? Um, that was a a bit the probably the biggest photo shoot I've done thus far. Um, because it had 10 models plus the help, the assistant, everybody. So I, I feel like that was a boss ass move for me because, um, everything possible went bad that day from beginning to the very end. And I kept my cool, which is I'm impressed. That's my first time keeping my cool like that as a boss. Yeah. As a business owner. It's my first, ex- that's like the devil test me all day that day, all day. It was testing me all day. It was messing with me. And I felt like I 
feel very impressed with myself because I was like, I the emotions were there, the anger was there, the frustration was there, um, but I didn't let it show, which I don't know how I even did it. So I guess it's just, I'm just getting, I'm just learning. So I think that was my bad. That's some beautiful ass shit too. <laughs> we all know Ooh. it's coming to the end of the year. We want to pop off on some people sometimes, yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. when things are going wrong. So keeping your composure. That's some beautiful ass shit. <laughs> we we applaud you. Yes. Thank also, you. thank you so much for being on this episode. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, this has been amazing. I I am so happy to hear everything you said and also just be a part of your community and see the amazing things that you're going to do. And uh, you'll definitely have Babs here rooting you on. Yeah. and Blended Babs. Yes. Blended Babs. Blended oh, Babs. We love that. Um, also, if you guys are doing any fundraisers or anything coming up with like the nonprofit or there's any way that we can help with blended cultures. You got I our numbers. Appreciate that. I, I know before, uh, not too long ago we were um, protesting for the kids in cages. Um, and we had uh, some people from black lives matter come and support. Um, but you know, a lot of stuff happened. Um, a lot of, um, intimidation people were against it so a lot of stuff happened and it's over but that part that that chapter is over so i feel by next year um we hope and we pray that things get better so we can get back to normal life and even if it doesn't we're still going to figure out a way to still help those people that need help that i feel they can be reached so yes there's going to be more um helping the kids more helping the homeless those that need stuff and I'll definitely let you guys know so uh, you guys can be a part of it because it feels amazing. Mm. It feels amazing when they are so grateful for the things that we take overlook and we don't really appreciate every day. Sometimes we don't realize how blessed we really Mm. are. So yes. Mm. Yes. So good. Just everything you said tonight. I'm just like, "Mm." (laughs) this is the last episode. So Oh, yeah. I just hope that we can, y'all better carry this energy into the new year. Like, we don't (laughs) realize what we have, and like, there's so much to be grateful for. And also, like, like we were saying, like, the universe, God, whatever, like, is waiting on us to make a move. So, like, let this be your year and learn to catch your blessings too. I've never forgot when someone told me that. They're like, sometimes people don't cast their blessings because their hands are always full. And I'm like, you know what? That's me. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'll be carrying so much and I'll be like telling God, help me this. I need this and need that. And it's like, how am I going to catch my blessings if my hands are full? Mm-hmm. They're tied behind my back. You know, so sometimes I feel like that helped me. So for the listeners that are listening, if you are listening at, in 2021 if you're listening right now 2020 uh that's my advice to you is um before you start complaining or saying that things are not going right your way or things are happening to you try looking at it like things are happening for you instead and it'll be a lot you'll see the change shift it'll shift once you start looking at it like that mm. I feel like I can like take a 
Just like I feel just, <laughs> I don't even know. I just feel, I love these conversations and they're just so inspiring and I'm, I feel like I'm ready to go, y'all. I'm about to go, out. I'm about to go for a run. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> ready. Oh, it's so good. Well, y'all, I don't even, I don't even know if I want this to end, like, <laughs> but any final words, KMOFO? I would say, thank God 2020 is over. Thankful for the blessings. I'm going to catch them too. Yeah. I'm done being a fucking sourpuss. Like, <laughs> ew, that's gross. <laughs> that's like gross. But seriously, though, yeah. no. I loved this episode. I will definitely come back to this when I need that inspiration because it really... We need people like we need these conversations. This is how you grow. And like you said, it's about who you surround yourself with. So I have just been consistently reminded that I am surrounding myself with other people that want the world to be a better place, that want to be successful, that want to help others. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel inspired. I'm like, I'm going to get that tunnel vision. Like we are all, all we are all on the right path. And it makes me very excited for 2021. And I hope you guys all have a happy new year. Yes. Yeah. Love those who love you. Mm. Have a cheers. Lift your glasses with us right now. Let's kiss 2020. Goodbye. Catch our blessings in 2021 and show some fucking love to our neighbors. Let's have a good time. Party on. Yes. That's it. That's Yay. it. Follow us. Follow us. Banging and slinging. Thank you guys the for podcast. having me. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. Of it course. Fun. I'm glad you came. Yeah. Guys, you can find us on IG, banging underscore slanging. You can find us on Twitter, banging underscore slanging. You can write us a letter to our P.O. box. Yes. We got some beautiful letters. Yes. We love you. Have a nice night. Bye. Bitches lie a lot. Except when they tell me that I be fly a lot. Fuck niggas just can't take it no more. Niggas ain't fly, they just get dressed so they ain't naked no more. All these niggas trying to clout chase board K. Say they up, bitch, what that score say? I don't give a fuck what these horse say. All they really want is cash at board play. Anyway, we the kings of the jungle, that's all I'm trying to say. You get movie clips, you come up to this lion's gate. They say you turned on them just so that guy hype the hate.